It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Thursday to you. Welcome into the program. It's uh, it's chilly out there this morning, so make sure you're wearing a couple of layers if you're heading out. It'll warm up later, but right now it is chilly. So just be prepared for that. Going to get hit in the face with a cold blast, but then it's going to start to warm up and we'll have some warmer days ahead. Saturday, getting to the maybe the mid-40s, maybe close to 50. Wait, was that today? You would have thought I was listening to Ceci Del Carmen, but I was not. Sorry, it's going to be mid-50s Saturday, close to 60. Okay, well, anyway. If you are traveling this morning on the Washington Bridge in Providence, I feel bad for you. I feel sorry for you. I'm looking at the live traffic camera now. Everybody's hitting their brakes. Heading westbound. Westbound? Yes. Heading toward Providence. What was supposed to be, what we were told was supposed to be, a relatively easy fix is now turning into what looks like the potential for a need for an entire replacement. Now, keep in mind, this is the bridge that they had just been working on, creating some new traffic patterns to try to alleviate some of the problems that were already going on over there. But now, there are a couple of different surveys happening to see a couple of different uh, inspections to see what the future is with that bridge and also what went wrong. Because there's been a lot of money sunk into this in recent years. And Rhode Island Department of Transportation Director Peter Alviti is going to, uh, (coughs) excuse me, sorry, is going to be questioned in a hearing next Monday to try to explain why in July when the bridge was deemed safe during a routine inspection, it eventually ended up closing abruptly on December 11th amid critical safety concerns. It's been two months now when we were told, first of all, that they had to replace a part and that it could probably get done relatively quickly. But nothing has happened. In fact, things have only gotten worse. So they're going to be questioning him about that. But they also want to know why 
it was safe in July, but then had to be closed in December. Why didn't they know beforehand about these problems? And as Channel 12 had investigated previously, there certainly were signs before of issues with the structural integrity. Again, this bridge has had hundreds of thousands of dollars put into it in recent years. Hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, I should say, put into it in recent years. It's already amassed almost a million dollars in bills just being closed. Just in having to detour the traffic having to create those lanes on the other side of the bridge, all of that has cost almost a million dollars already. 860000 was the last reported number a couple of days ago. So what a debacle. I mean, I know we complain in Massachusetts about the states of some of our state roads and bridges. But this is just an embarrassment for... Rhode Island Department of Transportation. Thank God we're getting a new bridge here, right? But this is this is just ridiculous. And the fact that nobody can give answers is what's the most concerning. And that the stories haven't lined up. There's speculation that there was huge mismanagement of funds going into this. So that's why the director of the Rhode Island Department of Transportation is going to have to answer a lot of questions next Monday. But, you know, traffic cameras are kind of fun sometimes to check out and to watch and to see ahead of time before you're heading somewhere. But looking at that one just depresses me. Looking at the Cape Cod Canal bridges when there's traffic backups there just not only depresses me, actually angers me. Because I remember how many times I've been stuck on that bridge. I remember back in my college days, I had a Friday appointment to get blood work for a doctor's appointment. Friday afternoon appointment, just over the bridge. The lab was, you could just get over the Bourne Bridge, take a right, first right at the rotary there, and within two minutes here, you're at the blood lab. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's going to be terrible, I guess, but this is the only time they could schedule me. I forget what was wrong, but I know that it was, I had to get it done by Friday afternoon so that they had the results in for Monday morning when my doctor's appointment was. And I'm stuck in traffic. And I've got tickets to see Aerosmith at Great Woods that night. And it got to the point where I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to make the blood work appointment. I just hope I can get off this bridge in time to get to Mansfield. We made it. 
but it was the most frustrating thing, and that's the worst traffic I'd ever been stuck in on the bridge. And I used to live on the Cape, so I had a lot of experience in that regard. Even there were some Saturdays when I was doing the Saturday morning show here where I knew if I tried to go home on 195 and then what I would do is I would take 195 to 25 and then get off at the Wareham exit on 25, which puts you out over near Atlantic Marine. That was closer to my East Wareham home, so that's the way that I would go. But there were days when, and this is pre-everybody having GPS apps, but if I went, got off 195 and got on 25, there'd be a huge backup on a Saturday morning, you know, Saturday at like noon. So then it just got to the point where I said, I'm not even going to take the highway anymore. Just took Route 6 home every week. So I, I have sympathy for the people that are stuck on that bridge or, you know, delayed getting over that bridge each morning. But I'm sure you don't want to hear from me commiserating with you. You want to hear from the director of the Rhode Island Department of Transportation asking, answering the questions as to what the hell went wrong. So hopefully if you do get stuck, you're at least listening on the WBSM app so we can keep you uh, entertained while you're stuck in traffic. 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in and chime in this morning. Of course, you can also send in app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. If you missed the story from Phil Devitt at the top of the hour, the Fall River Police announced yesterday that they captured... Well, they identified and arrested two suspects involved in the vandalism last month of the Iwo Jima Memorial in Bicentennial Park. They also released some footage from that incident, and you can see that footage in the story at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. And it was just such a brazen act. It's a group of people walking up to the monument and one of them gets up and climbs on there. There might have been more than one, but I, I remember one in particular getting up there and climbing on it and spray painting it. And you can actually see in the IR camera footage, you know, the paint spray coming out of the can and everything. But they just walked right up, tagged it, and went on their way. Just a very brazen act. And so now these two... They're two 17-year-old juveniles. They now face charges of not only vandalism, but vandalism to a war veterans memorial, which is apparently a, a completely different statute than just vandalism. But now the police are working to identify the other people that are in the video. I'm going to assume they're another, you know, same kind of age group. And why is vandalism on the rise? I mean, maybe it isn't. Maybe it's always been as bad as it has been, but maybe it just seems like it's on the rise because we get more security footage now of these incidents taking place. But it just seems like there's more 
testing of the limits of, of what people will put up with. You know, how many times have we had cemeteries that have been vandalized? Or thankfully, we haven't heard about it in a while. But there was what appeared to be a serial vandal going through local cemeteries and spray painting anti-Semitic things on some of the headstones. We have this case in Fall River. We had schools that got tagged. I mean, I, I doubt there is a bunch of 17-year-old kids listening to my voice right now, but if you are listening and you're somebody who goes out and does these things, don't. First of all, it's stupid, but secondly, you're going to get caught. There are too many cameras around these days not to get caught. In this particular case, there were cameras positioned on the monument. But they don't need that direct evidence to get you. They can get you with the ring cameras that everybody has on their doors or some of the business security cameras. That are nearby. Obviously in a park it's a little bit different, but that's how they got the kids at uh, the Tag Middleborough High. Is they were able to match up the times with neighbors' cameras as they were walking by with the time of the incident based on the school security camera. And then they were able to get a better visual of you. Yeah, you might have hit your face well when you were on the school uh, security camera, but... You weren't hiding it when you were walking down the street. So it's dumb. You're going to get caught. You're going to pay a significant penalty. And you're going to ruin your life over what? Something that's not going to stay on there anyway. You go and you spray paint a, a war memorial. The city has workers down there the next day. Scrubbing that all off. Which is horrible that they have to spend time doing that, but they're going to get it cleaned. They're going to get it off. So you did all that for something that's, that's going to get removed anyway and for which you are going to get caught. Just doesn't make any sense. Even if you just want to cause mischief, that doesn't seem like the most sensible way to do it. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and get involved in the discussion. I'm going to take a break now, but we'll be back in a few moments.
Welcome back in. 508-996-0500. I was just trying to find a little bit of information for one of our app chatters. Steve B. in Fairhaven, who says, I was wondering about the vandalism, if anything was written on it, or was it just spray-painted random things? Could it be a hate crime toward veterans? From, I mean, I had seen some photos on the internet when it happened. Um, but I was, you know, again, this happened when I was home and recovering, so I don't remember exactly what I saw, but I was just trying to look up some of it, and it looked like it was just a bunch of, like, symbols and dumb stuff, that nothing was, you know, particular hate speech toward veterans. But that's a lot of this vandalism has come under the, or could come under the auspices of hate speech. Because if you saw some of the cemetery vandalism in the past couple, well, the past year or two, a lot of that was tagged with swastikas and anti-Semitic words. It, it they weren't on necessarily the graves of Jewish people either. So it wasn't like they, I think it was more just somebody being an idiot and putting something that they knew would get people's attention and, and piss people off. I don't think it was necessarily targeting somebody. And that's the difference between when it's just something stupid to say and when it becomes actual hate speech. It's a fine line. But there are some some actual definitions that have to be met in order for those charges to kick in. Well, we can talk more with you about that. 508-996-0500. You can also continue to send in those app chat messages on the WBSM app. You can send us open line voicemails too that we can play on the show. But right now it is time to get all the headlines of the day and go into the WBSM newsroom with Phil Devitt. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. The Supreme Court today will consider whether former President Trump is ineligible for a second term in office. Justices will hear arguments on the Colorado Supreme Court's ruling disqualifying Trump from appearing on the state's ballot. The former president's legal team argues Trump's actions around the attack do not amount to insurrection. A search and rescue operation is underway to find five missing Marines after the downed helicopter helicopter was found in California. The third Marine aircraft wing said the helicopter was discovered Wednesday in Pine Valley, just over 40 miles east of San Diego. The helicopter was being used in a training flight from Creech Air Force Base near Las Vegas when it was reported overdue. Former Fox News host Tucker Carlson's two-hour interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin is set to be released today. Mark Mayfield fills us in. The interview will be released on Carlson's website and X profile at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It will mark the first interview that Putin has given to a Western journalist since the invasion of Ukraine almost two years ago. Carlson says he has a duty to tell the truth about what's happening in the war between Russia and Ukraine. He also claimed Western news outlets are pushing propaganda and Americans have the right to know what's actually going on. I'm Mark Mayfield. Prince William is thanking everyone for their kind messages since his father, King Charles III, was diagnosed with cancer. He spoke to photographers Wednesday at a gala fundraiser, also thanking people for their support of his wife, Kate Middleton, who is recovering from abdominal surgery. Meanwhile, Prince Harry returned to the UK for a brief meeting with his father after the cancer diagnosis. He did not meet with his brother, William, and headed back to the States on Wednesday afternoon. Comedy rocker Mojo Nixon has died. Nixon became famous in the 
1980s for his rockabilly comedy songs like Jesus at McDonald's, Don Henley Must Die, and Debbie Gibson is Pregnant with My Two-Headed Love Child. He scored his biggest song in 1987 with Elvis Is Everywhere, which became a hit video on MTV. He was 66. And the last original member of The Spinners has died. Michael Kastner reports. Henry Fambro was a baritone in the legendary R&B group, which started in Detroit in 1954. The group had limited commercial success until they signed with Atlantic Records in the 1970s and had a string of hits, including I'll Be Around, Could It Be I'm Falling in Love, One of a Kind, Love Affair, and The Rubber Band Man. Fambro was on hand last year when the Spinners were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Spinners' Instagram account says Henry Fambro died peacefully Wednesday at his home in Virginia. He was 85. I'm Michael Kastner. A New Bedford fisherman faces up to five years in federal prison after pleading guilty to tax evasion. Rodolfo Membreno of Fall River is due for sentencing in May. And Fall River police have arrested two 17-year-olds in the vandalism of the city's World War II monument. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Celtics have won back-to-back games after beating the Atlanta Hawks 125-117 to at TD Garden. Boston hosts the Washington Wizards tomorrow night. And tonight, the Boston Bruins play Vancouver at TD Garden. That's at 7. Now for your forecast with ABC6. Today we begin that warming trend this morning. Temperatures around 30 with mostly clear skies as we head into the afternoon hour. Mostly sunny, low 40s overnight tonight. Mostly clear, patchy fog developing after midnight extending into this Friday morning with the temperatures topping out Friday afternoon in the mid 40s with mostly sunny skies. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Hasidel Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. The DJ bathroom break cut of I Need a Lover, Johnny Cougar, the original stage name of John Cougar Mellencamp, now well, now just John Mellencamp, but uh, that was, you know, the, the longer version, the album version, not the single cut, so there's a lot more musical intro to it, which is, makes it like a six minute song, which means that's when the, the DJ would throw that on because they had to run to the restroom. And I do want to talk about the spinners. You heard Phil mention... Uh, that the last remaining member, Henry Fambro, had passed away. I want to get into some of those those singing groups because even though there's no original members left in the Spinners, they're they're still on tour. They actually have a bunch of dates coming up throughout this spring, including and summer, including this August, playing at Twin River. But we'll get into that in just a moment. Let's go to the phones. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. What's going on, Tim? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, man. Uh, let's let's get an over-under on this Tucker Carlson interview. 
how many people do you think will be viewing it live? Um, when it when it first goes live, I'm gonna say over one billion. That's a very large number. Yeah, but it's gonna be worldwide. I I I have a great feeling that you're gonna have probably thirty uh, one. I say close to thirty million people just in the United States. And then, and then the rest of it being worldwide. I, it, it all depends on if uh, China allows the Chinese to actually listen to it. Well, there's that, but there's also, yeah. I mean, you're you're dropping numbers for the U.S. that are like on par with Super Bowl numbers these days. Yeah, no, I, I get it, I get it, but I, I think, well, maybe maybe a billion, maybe not live, but a billion views, like in in this like. Day today, not maybe live, but cumulatively throughout, like when it initially launches, which it launches today. I mean, I'll, I'll just just to give you a, a uh, comparison. I looked up some of the most viewed videos of all time. Yeah. And what do you, what do you think the most viewed video of all time is? A number or no? The just, actual, the, actual the actual video. What do you think it might have been? It's it's got to be. I want to say it's an Obama thing. Baby Shark. What? Baby Shark has 7 billion views. And that's like over the years, like 20 years and... I don't think like it's been around that long. Replay, replay, oh, it feels like it is. Thing, it's a terrible song. <laughs> I have to listen to it all the time when my kids are younger, so it's a terrible song. But that, I'm, I'm one of the 7 billion because I used to have to play it all the time. You might have played it 7 um, billion times. Right, right. It might have been. But that, but I, I mean, I get your point. This is something that a lot of people are going to want to tune in and see. Now, yeah. the question is, is how is it going to be received? Because Carlson's already being uh, criticized before anybody's even seen this as being a sycophant for Putin. Right, right. That's the other thing I wanted to, to kind of chime in about. Like the, the fact that the EU is looking to sanction them is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, we're, we're supposed to be a free... Uh, Free country, free free society, free civilization. The Western world, you know, Europe and America, it's supposed to be all about free speech and 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 freedom and and liberty and all that stuff. And they're looking to sanction a guy just for talking to another guy. I get it. Putin's a jackass, but the reality is, if somebody wants to, we listen to jackasses all the time on the internet. You know, we we listen we listen to speeches by by other dictators. And yet, we can't listen. They they want to sanction somebody, a reporter, for for just talking to an, another dictator. I mean, we had people that used to interview Saddam Hussein. You know, we had people who interviewed other dictators throughout history. And yet, the EU wants to. I, I get it. Putin is in the middle of an invasion of a sovereign country, but. We're a free country, and we're a free society in the Western civilization with the with the European Union, and, and it just runs up front to our values. And if we're really going to stay true to our values, the, the, the strongest indicator of our values is when we allow speech that we disagree with. Yeah, it's easy to allow speech that we agree with. It makes sense. Even dictators do that. It's when the government does not allow speech that runs up front of our opinion. 
is when our our values are, are strengthened and proven. Well, I think I, I, I was to say I think ahead. one of the things that people are concerned about is first of all you're you're probably not going to get a factual representation of what's going on. You're going to get propaganda. That's what this is going to be. It's going to be propaganda. So yep. if that's the case, because otherwise, why would Putin have agreed to it? You know what I mean? So right. uh, if that's the case, do you think that that makes people not want to pay attention at all because they just they think it'll have, it'll have no value? Is it more well, I, is it more sensationalism than it, than it is yep. journalism? It'll, it'll be more sensationalism, more shock value. Let's see what Putin has to say. Kind of like Howard Stern, but on a political level. Um, the, the, half of the people who listened to Howard Stern hated him, but they wanted to see what he said next. Right. And, and, and uh, I think that's, that's a good portion of what is going to happen with this Putin interview. My concern is not so much of what he's going to say. My concern is, is that we're actually going to follow through on those sanctions with, with Tucker Carlson. You know, yeah. It just, to me, it, it, it gives ammunition to the people who are on Putin's side. Like, see, they, they hide, one, they're hiding something. Two, they're not really free. Then they're not really a free society. They're just like us, and, and we can't allow that to happen. I, I think it's crazy that um, there are there are people out there, left and right, right. So you have a lot of people on the left saying that Tucker Carlson uh, is a, a Russian operative, but then I see stuff on uh, on the right from the conservative leaning there uh, accounts that are saying that Tucker Carlson's already on the Ukrainian hit list. And they're putting out, you know, AI on this, where they're saying that uh, Vladimir Zelensky or whatever his name is, uh, put him on a, uh, the Ukrainian government put Tucker Carlson on a kill list. And it's completely false. It's ridiculous. It's, it's going to be both sides. And I think this is unfortunately what's going to happen with, with this entire interview. I, I'm interested in what uh, Putin's going to say. Not on again, not on the aspect of, of whether or not it's factual, just to see how much he pushes the the narrative that he's been uh, pushing on on his propaganda machine, uh, like Russia Today, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Russia Today. The reason why Tucker Carlson's even allowed there is Russia Today has been running his his Fox News clips for years now. Yeah, he's a he's a celebrity, a huge celebrity. Celebrity, in yeah, they they love him over there. That's the only reason why Putin is. When when you listen to their their panel, right? If you go to Russia Russia Today, he is one of the number one listened to and watched, and, and uh, kind of up, upheld as a celebrity on that station, a Russian propaganda station, a state owned station. Tucker Carlson, an American journalist, is the number, one of the number one people they, they run on that thing. That tells me everything I need to know about what, what's going to happen during this interview. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Did you, did you see but, some of the clips of what they've been reporting on with Tucker Carlson over there? They, they, talk, they, they show video clips. Tucker Carlson went to McDonald's. Tucker Carlson yeah. charged his cell phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah just in this interview, yeah, or, or this trip. It's, yeah, it's, it's just like uh, you know, celebrity, it's celebrityism or whatever you want to call it. it they, they are absolutely in love with him um, because he, he caters to the soft on Ukraine or soft on Russia, tough on Ukraine kind of narrative that, that the right consistently has, you know, and, and not everybody in the, Repo obviously not everybody in the Republican party is like that, 
uh, where where they want to be soft on Putin. But this is definitely not Ronald Reagan's Republican Party when you when you talk to people. You know, Ronald Reagan, if he was here, he would be siding with the Ukrainians just like he sided with uh, the, the Taliban. And I know that's a terrible, like, equation, but it's all about defeating communism. And that's what Putin is pushing, and that is what was being pushed back when, when uh, you know, Reagan decided to side with the Taliban when they were fighting the USSR and in Afghanistan. It all comes down to that fight, and it's a fight that will never end until it's completely defeated. Oh, absolutely. All right, well, thank you for the all call. Right, you have a good day. Later. You too, bud. I do have to uh, take a quick break. Caller, hang on. We will get to you as soon as we come back. I'll be back in just a few moments. Let's go right back to the phones. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, good morning, Tim. You sound better. Thank you. Thank you. Better and better every day, right? Yeah, slowly but surely. Anyways, um, I wanted to make a couple of comments. Um, First, I missed that thing on the Caroline Street. um, Having a, is it a halfway house? Uh, there was a, a sober house proposed for it. Yeah. Do you know? Was that the old Caroline Chapel they bought? I uh, I don't know for sure, but Chris said that it used to be a church. So I'm assuming you're probably right. Yeah. Mm. All that the mayor probably likes that, but I they don't put any in their backyard over there, do they? No, they fought. They fought that one for sure. Fought which one? The one that was going to be in Ward Five in the mayor's backyard. Yeah. That's what I mean. Whatever. I don't know. They got enough of them, really, in, in New Bedford. I was shocked to find out that they had they had more than I thought. You know? Yeah. I mean, it shows it does show that there's a need for it, but you can be strategic in where you place them, too. Yeah, but I think we have enough now. I mean, you know uh, what I mean? obviously not. If they need to build more, there's, that means there's more demand for them. They're not going to build them if they think they're going to sit empty. Yeah, but it's not building it that they bought the old Caroline. Well, but you know what I mean. They wouldn't be opening one if they didn't think there was a need for it. Oh, yeah, but the thing is, they can put them other places, buy buy up stuff in other towns. Sure. You know what I but, mean? You know, it, I guess it all depends on, you know, maybe wanting to keep the people's... I know, I know they can come from all over, but maybe they want to try to keep people local to where they're from. Maybe they want to keep them far away from where they're from, and they need to have... Well, they need to buy properties and places in, in other parts. Backyard. And that's what I say. Um, and I got to call up about the streets because, I mean, they are horrendous. It, it actually hurts my back when I'm on them. I can't take it no more. I got to um, call the PPI and find out when they're doing Cottage Street. It's not that somebody called in and said, I want stuff done near where I live. That's not true. The, if, if they drive down Cottage Street, they'll see how bad it is. There's there's a whole bunch in New Bedford because I take demand response, and when I'm in it, you know they they take their routes wherever they're gonna go, and I'm they're always on streets that are horrible in this city. That's really aggravating me to to the max. You know, one way you can find out if the streets are any good have a have a kidney removed and then be riding down the road and go over some of those potholes and and bumps. Oh, I feel every inch of it every time I, I ride down one of the streets. Yeah, well, I'm going to call TPI because he says it's on the list and he says a lot of things that isn't true. When is he going to be on the air? The mayor? Yeah. Wasn't he here yesterday? I don't know because I had a lot to do yesterday. He he does Wednesdays at 11 a.m. with Chris. I'm going to have to call in. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention was um, 
that uh, statue that got defaced mm-hmm. up in Fall River, that's a shame. Now, you know, they better not give them a slap on the wrist and let them go because um, th- that's disgusting. They should make them pay for that, really, their, them and their parents. Uh, they should make them clean that by hand, however they have to do it. Well, I'm sure, I don't know really? if they'll make them clean that necessarily because they, they usually try to clean that graffiti off you know, as soon as it happens, but they'll find something else for them to have to clean for sure. Yeah, but you know what? That That's made of, isn't it bronze? I'm not sure. It's beautiful. Did you ever see it? Uh, only in pictures. I've never seen it in person. Oh, it's really nice. And um, the waterfront over there, they try to make it pretty, you know, and um, that, that statue is beautiful. But, you know, it might not come off on the other, because the one in, in Klasky Park, that man with the rifle, they defaced that one. But I was looking at it, and you can see where they had to fix it. And that wasn't even on the man. It was on the cement part of it, the stone that it stands on. Well, hopefully they can they can get it fixed on uh, on this one. Yeah, but-, but it's just a point that they shouldn't be doing these kind of things. Right. We got an app chat message from somebody, too, who said it's hard to believe that they weren't aware that there wouldn't be cameras on them, you know? And that's that makes it even more stupid. Why would you do it if you knew you were going to be filmed for it, you know? These kids, these dumb. kids today, rotten to the core. They have uh, no values, well, no values for anything. There's been rotten no, kids in every generation. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, say there's more in this one work, than any other one. They don't even have work values as far as I'm concerned. I'm not going to let you blanket, they, can blanket comment about every every person like that that's not true you know all they want to do is on the phone and all this other crap come on it's not true well i think it is well i want to give a shout out to mary mary she's my kind of gal i'm sure she'll be calling in well she didn't call yet because i just put it on no maybe she got out and got her work her uh, walk done early because the sun came up early today so maybe she's out doing her walk i like her attitude she's got the right idea all right. I got to hold you there because I got to take a break, but thank you for the call. And you have a great All right, day. Kim. Take Talk care. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. And I do got to take that break. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right, that's going to do it for this hour, but we'll be back in the next hour to talk more with you. You can call in at 508-996-0500. You can also send in app chat messages on the WBSM app. You can also send in open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Easy ways to get a hold of us and get in touch with us. And the WBSM app is a great way to get all of our content, breaking news alerts, live traffic, with the latest weather. Uh, You can get it all right there at WBSM.com. You can download it there or get it from your app store. 